it is how we react to our thoughts and feelings that really matters. And it is so important to remember that that is our opportunity. We get to react. What's going on, hurdlers? Emily Abadi here. You are listening to another installment of Hurdle Moment from Hurdle, a wellness-focused podcast where I connect with everyone from your favorite athletes to top experts and industry CEOs about their highest highs, toughest moments, and everything in between. We all go through hurdles in life, and my goal through these discussions is to empower you to better navigate yours and move with intention so that you can stride toward your own big potential. And of course have some fun along the way. For today's installment of Hurdle Moment, I'm kicking it old school style. I've been doing three episodes a week of the show for over two years now. I want to say practically three. And when Hurdle, the cadence of the show, went from two episodes a week to three episodes a week, I wanted to make it a priority to have more often than not a guest on Wednesdays just to spice up the flow of the show and give you more than just Emily sitting behind the mic episode after episode. Now, a while back before this happened, I often did hurdle moment episodes solo. And today I'm bringing back that vibe. It's a solo episode of Hurdle Moment, and I am tackling the conversation topic of imposter syndrome. It's something that I get a lot of messages about, and it always makes me laugh when a message comes in, and it's something like, hey, I'm I'm just curious. Do you ever struggle with imposter syndrome? Let me just tell you something. Whenever you're going to ask a question and you're wondering if this is something that someone else experiences, The answer to your question is probably yes more often than not. The world of social media can make things feel super isolating. It can make us feel like whatever problems or issues that we may be going through and experiencing, they are ours and ours alone. But I can promise you that that is certainly not the case. You are never, ever alone in how you feel or what you're going through. So let's just make sure we put that out there first and foremost. And so to wind it back to imposter syndrome, that is exactly what I'm going to talk to you about today. Not only am I going to start by defining it, but then I'll share some of my personal story of navigating imposter syndrome and the tips and tricks that have worked for me successfully to claw my way out of the depths of comparison. Because at the end of the day, a lot of what we feel to be imposter syndrome is rooted in our natural inclination to compare whatever it is that we're doing to whatever it is that someone else is doing. Make sure you're following along with Hurdle over on social. It's over at Hurdle Podcast. I am over at Emily Abadi. And speaking of social media, if you love the show, and I know you do because you come back week after week, you call yourself a hurdler. I'm so lucky (laughs) to have you. And do me a solid. Not only rate and review the show wherever you're listening to this episode right now, but also share it wherever you want to share it. Share it with a friend, share it on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, wherever. Your shares mean the world to me. They help us grow the community. And in turn, that helps me keep doing what I'm doing. So share it wherever you want. And with that, let's get to it. Let's get to hurdling. 
imposter syndrome. I think it's important for us to start out doing two things. First and foremost, I want to make sure that I tell you how I'm arriving at this conversation. So for the last six years, I have been working for myself. I'm an entrepreneur. And in my journey thus far as an entrepreneur, I've really had to learn the importance of being my own biggest hype man and understand that more often than not, I really don't have time to let imposter syndrome take things from me. And so if I'm the only thing that's standing in my own way, then that's a problem. So there's that. The second thing that I want you to know that I bring to the table is that I am a certified professional coach. You can liken that to a life coach. I recently, and I've talked about this on the show, but just completed my certification program that lasted roughly seven months and involved almost 300 hours of coursework between coaching calls, uh, different seminars online, as well as three different three-day modules, learning everything there is to help individuals, coach individuals, get out of their own way and go after their big goals. During that certification program, I learned a lot about how to help individuals overcome their gales. And gales is an acronym for gremlins, assumptions, interpretations, and limiting beliefs, all different energy blocks that can hold someone back from going after their big goals and their big dreams. And yes, (laughs) imposter syndrome can be the result of a gale. Cool. Now we're on the same page. So that was the first order of business. The second order of business is me breaking down for you what imposter syndrome is. So Loosely defined, imposter syndrome is doubting your abilities and feeling like a fraud, period. (laughs) Now, it disproportionately affects what all deem to be high achieving people. So those who may find it difficult to accept their accomplishments. Now, these people will question whether or not they are deserving of accolades. The term was originally coined as, quote-unquote, imposter phenomenon in 1978 by two different psychologists that go by the name Pauline Rose Clance and Suzanne Emes. I might be butchering their last names, and in that case, I am extremely sorry. But in their research, which actually was focused on high-achieving women— They found that despite outstanding academic and professional accomplishments, women who experience the imposter phenomenon persist in believing that they are really not bright and have fooled anyone who thinks otherwise, which is just so sad, right? It's so, so unfortunate. Know this to be true before we go on. The word everyone would be probably too broad of a term, but most everyone experiences imposter syndrome at one point or another. I'm talking from Emily Abadi sitting at her desk in Brooklyn to, I believe I've read interviews with Michelle Obama and the late Ruth Bader Ginsburg, both of whom admitted to navigating imposter syndrome. Now, typically speaking, when someone experiences imposter syndrome, there are a lot of different feelings that can come into the mix. I'm talking discomfort, second guessing, mild anxiety. And to reiterate, Women of all different levels of confidence and abilities are experiencing imposter syndrome, period. I'll share a little bit about my experience. Literally yesterday, I 
got a notification that someone said something not super stellar about me on on the internet. And I allowed, briefly, this person that I don't know to make me feel like an imposter in what I do. I was texting with a friend and I told her what I read. And in that moment, she totally checked me as my imposter syndrome started to take hold. And she said, Emily, I'm going to tell you what you already know. And this will be a tip as we move along here. She said, you have a top 100 health and fitness podcast. You collaborate and work with some of the best brands in your industry. And you have created a community that is passionate and consists of women from around the world that want to live healthier, happier, more motivated lives. Literally verbatim. That's exactly what she said to me over text. And I sat there and I read that and I said, this is all facts. And I needed that. I needed that so badly. Fast forward to today, I had a meeting that was very exciting to me. And I caught myself earlier today thinking about what would happen if the meeting didn't go as I hoped. And I stopped myself right there because I realized I caught myself in that moment, allowing imposter syndrome to kick in, allowing my thoughts to drift into maybe there's someone more qualified to do this idea that I have. Maybe they're going to look to someone else to jump onto this opportunity. And that thinking did not and does not serve me. So now that you have some insight into how imposter syndrome has crept in for me in just the last two days, apparent that it happens quite often, I want to offer up some ways that we can overcome imposter syndrome. Because again, most everyone experiences it. The first tip to overcoming imposter syndrome is to acknowledge it period. Acknowledge that you are experiencing imposter syndrome and recognize those imposter feelings. It is so important to understand that, again, imposter syndrome is a common experience and you are not alone in feeling it this way. It is impossible to change a behavior or do something about a behavior unless you take the time to accept that the behavior or the feeling is occurring. For instance, if there is someone who wants to have a more regular movement practice, a more regular exercise routine, that won't happen until this person says, okay, listen, I haven't been moving like I want to. I haven't been integrating regular exercise into my week, and I know that I want to do something about it. If you don't admit that, if you don't come to grips with what's actually happening, then you can't move forward and you can't change it. So step number one to overcoming imposter syndrome is acknowledging that you are experiencing it. Step number two, once someone acknowledges their imposter feelings, the next trick is to reframe your thoughts. So when you catch yourself thinking negative thoughts about yourself, do yourself a favor and try to replace those thoughts with positive affirmations. So I'll give you an example. Instead of saying, I'm not good enough, say, I am capable and competent. For me, let's go back to my meeting that I had earlier today. I gave myself all of these sentences. I was saying all of these things to myself about why maybe I wasn't the right fit for an opportunity. And when I caught myself saying not the nicest things, dousing myself 
in imposter syndrome. I put a stop to it. I noticed it was happening. I had that awareness. And then I said, I am qualified and capable to take on this opportunity. I am qualified and capable to take on this opportunity. One simple sentence that completely shifted my inner dialogue and better prepared me to step into this meeting, albeit on Zoom, (laughs) and do so with more confidence, the confidence that my credentials, what I am capable of, is worth, period. Affirmations in general can be just such a major game changer, one that I am leaning into right now. I am working on kind of rejiggering some of the habits that I know make me feel good in my body. And I say to myself every single day, today I will feel great and I will make decisions that will make me feel great. And it's simple and to the point. And I keep coming back to it. I keep coming back to that sentence. I will make decisions that make me feel great. I make decisions that make me feel great. (laughs) I can keep saying it over and over and over again. And I think about what I'm about to do and put myself 10, 15 minutes from now and ask myself, is this action I'm about to take, this thing I'm about to eat, this conversation I'm about to have, this reaction I may have instead of waiting and responding, whatever I am about to embark on, is this an action that I will be proud of, my future self will be proud of. And so that affirmation, it really works for me. And I would encourage you to find one that works for you in general, yes, but also when it comes to navigating imposter syndrome. I'll go back to that first suggestion. I am capable and competent. I am capable and competent. And then my next recommendation when it comes to overcoming imposter syndrome, develop a support system. I mentioned to you how helpful it was for me to reach out to a friend and get honest about my feelings, acknowledging what was going on, and then lean into her support to get through that less than ideal situation. There are people in your life that care about you, that want to support you, that want to be there for you. And those people won't judge you when you come to them and tell them, hey, this is something that I'm dealing with. Sometimes we need someone that has an outside POV to come into a situation and help us zoom out. It can be so, so helpful to talk to someone who understands what you're going through and then can offer encouragement and support that we all deserve, right? This can be a friend, a family member, or even a therapist, a life coach. And then the last tip that I want to bring into the mix when it comes to navigating and overcoming imposter syndrome is be able to articulate your strengths and separate fact from feeling. Like I said, I've been there. I've had moments where I too struggle from imposter syndrome, and I'm sure I will have many more to come. But in those moments, a very helpful tool is being able to write down and commit to the facts. Write down on a literal piece of paper in front of you what is true. So going into my meeting today, I'll keep going into this example. I knew this to be true. I have delivered keynote talks, keynotes, (laughs) to groups of 1,500 people or more. Through my work with Hurdle, I have been able to collaborate with some of the biggest brands in the health and wellness space on different events, hosting one-on-ones, fireside chats, and panel conversations. 
I have made a living doing this for years now. And knowing all of those things to be true, why would I be any less qualified to do something similar to other things that I have already done? And the answer is that I'm not. I'm not less qualified than I was yesterday, but today my anxiety snuck in, the gremlin snuck in, and made me doubt myself for just a moment. And you know what? That's okay, because then I used all of the tools in my toolbox to come back to calm and move forward. Again, whatever you're experiencing, whatever you are feeling, you are not the only one. Know that most everyone experiences imposter syndrome from time to time. It is part of the human condition, period. It is how we react to our thoughts and feelings that really matters. And it is so important to remember that that is our opportunity. We get to react. We get to move forward. We get to overcome imposter syndrome because we are capable of that. You are capable of that. And it starts with being your own biggest hype man. Now, don't get me wrong. I say that all the time, right? that we owe that to ourselves, that the first step to getting anything that you want is believing that you deserve it, believing that you are capable. And despite having those thoughts, despite knowing that deep in your gut, that doesn't mean that imposter syndrome is not going to sneak in from time to time. I reiterate, it's normal and it's okay. And now you have these tools in your toolbox to combat it when it sneaks in at more than likely the least opportune times, because that is how it happens. I want you to remember this. If you're struggling with imposter syndrome, you're not alone. And there are steps that you can use to overcome it. As always, I'm always looking for your questions to use in upcoming episodes. So if there's a topic that you want me to cover, a specific question that you have, I am all ears. I would love to shed some light on it in the show. The link to leave me a question, a voice message is in the show notes. And as always, the DMs are open and you can reach out over email at hello at hurdle.us. Now go on. You've got this. (laughs) Another hurdle conquered. Catch you guys next time. 